tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And if there were a way for you to ignite and unlock your own creativity, but also the high-performance culture, happiness of your own teams, inside and out, clients, the whole sort of stakeholders, well, you'd want to know about that. And so today, our guest is Anne Jacoby. It's great to be here, Mark. Thanks so much. We're going to talk about spurring creativity, cultivating that at work, and I'm sure it spills over into life in general, doesn't it, Anne? Welcome it to the program. It absolutely does. We were laughing as we turned on the uh, record button here. Anne's so full of creative energy right now, we're like jumping off the screen of Zoom. <laughs> we're popping out of the microphone. And what is your own source of energy and creativity? You know, you've got to bring it to work every day. It's not just all fun and games. You got to make clients happy and you got to keep your teams happy. Oh, for sure. I think I, I get my creative juices from a lot of different things. I think tapping into curiosity is huge. I love to learn. So I'm always looking for new things to kind of grab onto, learn about people to connect with like yourself. And that really does fuel my creative energy uh, and my engine. Well, by way of title and, and work background, Anne is the CEO and founder and entrepreneur, and she's a public speaker and author. Her company is Spring Street Solutions. And you've really dedicated this whole company to creativity. I have. Yeah, it's it's been a big part of my, my life journey, Mark, and uh, probably worth winding, rewinding a little bit and talking about my creative roots. So I grew up in the theater. I was a performing artist uh, prior to business and was a singer, actor, dancer, went to the LA County High School for the Arts, went to Northwestern to study theater. I really thought I would create a career out of the performing arts. Uh, and then I made a huge pivot to business. And I thought that my creative background was actually a liability. I kind of tried to hide it uh, because here I was talking to general counsel and business leaders, and I didn't really have a business background. I later went to business school, but what I found in my big aha moment was creativity at work is essential. When you're building a business, you have to tap into creativity. And so now I help other organizations do that. Well, and the buzzword these days is storytelling, you know, whether it's internally with your teens or externally with your brand, but you, you were doing storytelling before I think it was a buzzword. <laughs> That's right. Storytelling is huge. And I couldn't agree more. I think uh, a lot of the times when I work with clients, we start with that organizational purpose, that story, uh, the why behind why your company exists. What are you aiming to do in the world? And so I think starting there is a great way to start the creativity culture that I talk a lot about. Well, and you've got to hear, I was wondering what you say from clients, you know, who might say, well, you know, we, we have a creative department, so we'll let those people, or we have the innovation, we have the R&D <laughs> people, you know, the rest of us are trying to get the work done. What is all this fun and games? Oh my gosh, you're, you're absolutely right. I do hear that a lot. And I think obviously all of us is creative accountants, lawyers, anyone can be a creative person and bring new ideas. And I think it's that mindset that we all have the opportunity to make incremental positive change, to reinvent that is so essential in business across the organization. So you're absolutely right. Kind of carving it away. Hey, marketing handles are creative. That's it. Those are the creatives. Um, that kind of 
thinking is really blocking a lot of ingenuity and innovation that can rise within your company at all, all parts of it? Well, let's try to drill down into some specifics if we could. Now, you've just published a creativity culture guide, which, I mean, that's just the kind of roadmap most of us <laughs> need to unfold and say, okay, turn by turn directions. How do I do this thing? What that's have you right. found works for you? Yeah, well, the guide uh, is interesting because as I coach clients, as I work with them on either workshops or culture strategy, I kept hearing, well, gosh, how do I do this myself, right? What are the tools? What's the roadmap? And so this is really my attempt to create some sort of chapter guide, chapter by chapter guide to think about things like purpose and values. How do we bring values to life? What are those behaviors look like? But then also from a business operational standpoint, what are our norms within the company? Uh, what do we cover in meetings? How do we develop more creativity to inspire that, as you mentioned, not just within the marketing team, but really across all of our functions? And so that's what the guide helps to do is to activate all of those creative muscles that should exist across the team. So if I was leading a team and I said, you know, we've got to do something, get, give us one or two steps that we could take away from this uh, discussion and say, we really want to implement something new and different. How could we get started? Yeah. Uh, a big thing is uh, psychological safety and really getting a, a good read on whether your team members feel comfortable sharing their ideas. A lot of times there's a culture of fear and people are so worried about making a mistake that they're not even uh, kind of bringing their ideas to the table. And so I think that's a really important first step for any organization to think, okay, we want, we want a well-connected company. Do people feel safe? Um, so that psychological safety, I think, is kind of table stakes. Um, I think another thing is just connection. Are we forming those human connections across our organization? Um, do I really feel inspired by my colleagues? Um, and then finally, belonging. Belonging is a really big lever for organizations to build community, to, to drive up employee satisfaction. And so understanding if people feel like they belong and, and feel included is another big lever. So I think, Anne, you know, I've seen in some of your blogs and articles, this new world of work. And I think if people only read the last couple of, you know, uh, postings or only listened to your last couple of podcasts, they would think, oh, well, she's riding the wave of this new world of work. But this, <laughs> this is, you didn't invent this a year and a half ago, did you? No, this, uh, this has been a long time coming. And I think, you know, we can look at all the trends of, uh, not only the pandemic changing the way in which we work, the when, where, and how that we work, but you see we've got five generations in the workplace. Uh, Corn Ferry released data that says if we don't solve for this talent drain by the year 2030, 85 million jobs could go unfilled. I mean, there, there's a mm. real gap in our talent market. And I think the solution to that is establishing a culture where people really do feel they can be creative and they can bring their creative ideas to work and they feel valued. So I think this is a long time coming. Um, you're absolutely right. It's not, maybe the pandemic was a catalyst, but uh, I think we've seen a lot of these converging trends happening for a while. Yeah, I guess I'll pick up on that and wonder out loud, you know, when we say new world of work, I think if people think we mean uh, working on Zoom or, you know, working remotely or smaller teams or global teams, that there's so much more to it that I think you, you were describing the, the what and the how of the work not yeah. the why and the purpose and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think 
people are, are scratching their heads a bit, uh, especially as we navigate our team's going to be distributed for much longer than we expected. Are, are most companies going to be going hybrid? What does that look like? And how do we preserve and strengthen our culture in these times and really use it to our advantage? And I think that's the opportunity for leaders nowadays is to use this as not a, a liability again, but really as a strength and a way to differentiate yourselves as an organizational culture. It's an exciting mm -hmm. time. Yeah, certainly. And you wonder if, you know, we always uh, kind of play on the right side of the brain with us creative types, <laughs> but uh, there's got to be some data. Uh, there, there's got to be return on investment of creativity. What have you seen with you and your clients? Yeah. Uh, thankfully, there has been a lot of great research. BetterUp Labs has done a, a ton of research uh, on creativity and the benefits in the workplace. And it does impact things like productivity and organizational mattering and belonging. A lot of these things that companies are, are desperate to figure out. And creativity can really be, again, this powerful tool to activate a lot of those good things. So I think the proof is in the data, thankfully, um, to, to back it up, but uh, it takes a lot of hard work and continuous listening. I think that's another, another thing that my companies are, are trying to figure out is how do we create this feedback loop? So we're really hearing not just, you know, top down strategies, but really hearing from the, the ground up what people are craving, what people want out of their work experience. Mm-hmm. Well, we skipped by part of your past bio, and I didn't want to uh, you know, go too far because so many of our listeners are at the theater. You know, they are the yeah. singer songwriter uh, sitting on a stool trying to make yep. a connection with the audience uh, or they are the voiceover. We've, we've had them all on this program, and I know that they're all listening. What were some of the lessons learned? Because, you know, a lot of people would look at where you are now and say, oh, great, successful entrepreneur, CEO. But what about me back here holding the microphone <laughs> in front of, a, a, I guess, a crowd that's not laughing, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. And I have so many friends who are in the Broadway community and who have really suffered during this time, yes. um, specifically during the pandemic. Uh, I think all of us, you know, whether you sit in a company, whether you're a singer songwriter, a filmmaker, uh, all of us have that opportunity to tell a story and to, to really use story as a channel to communicate a message. And so I think, you know, to your earlier point, Mark, um, bringing that storytelling into the business environment, you as a creator have tools, you have you know, real assets that companies are desiring right now. So if you ever want to make a pivot to more of a corporate life, you have so many skills and talents that are needed right now uh, and and could be used to your advantage if that's a path you want to pursue. Yeah. Well, let's imagine we're having coffee with some of those people right now and they go, oh, I don't know what you mean. You know, <laughs> tools. What tools could I offer a company? Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to connection and to building a connection with your audience, um, with the person that is consuming your art or your, your creative output. Uh, it's about building that connection to really listen and to, um, to connect the dots. And I think that's what creators do. You know, we, we brainstorm, we build connection, and then ultimately we decide, Hey, I'm going to move forward with this. And then I'm going to get feedback and I'm going to re-engineer it. So, uh, I think it is a continuous process. We're all creating all the time. Uh, so it's, it's kind of step-by-step, step. just keep at it, keep refining, keep getting that feedback from whoever the audience is. Uh, and then keep reinventing. That's what we well, do. 
you've given us a real encouragement uh, beyond just a dose of energy and creativity yourself. But I, I think a lot of people are wondering these days, you know, well, aren't the company executives, you know, worried more about the labor shortage and aren't they worried more about, of course, uh, the health of their employees and so forth and trying to get new clients themselves. You know, is it a nice to have to have a creative consultant come in and kind of give us some of this? But you're kind of giving us the no, it's really essential uh, side of the story. Yeah, I, I do think I mean, whether it's me or someone else, I think having an outside perspective who can pull together all of the pieces of what's going on, be that objective eye to say, huh, this is really what I'm hearing. Sometimes when you're within an organization, you get a little blinded. <laughs> you know, I've been there myself, I've been in-house um, and you, you don't really see all those blind spots. And so having someone come in and really um, zoom out a bit and help you see things that maybe you can't see from the inside can be really valuable. Um, but I think culture in general is going to be a big focus in 22 and beyond. I think people are trying to figure out how do we differentiate ourselves from all the other choices that people have because the talent market is so competitive right now. Uh, that's got to be a main focus. And I think building a culture that supports creative ideas, creative thinking, um, that energizes people, motivates them is a real attractor in these times. Yeah, I guess if it gives somebody, you know, that's the company I want to work for, number one, and that's the company I want to go to work for, you know, yes. go into work, whether it's signing on every morning or going into the office. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, that and have, you seen, have you seen a difference in the, I'll say, receptivity or the, at least the implementation of some of these uh, concepts? Whether they be a smaller company, you know, the startup culture, they seem to be more nimble versus maybe the Fortune 500, you know, the large Inc. 5000 kind of a company. Mm -hmm. Do you see differences? Yeah, well, my I work across the board. So I work with startups to, mm -hmm. to Fortune 100s. And I will say my big observation is leadership is changing. They are starting to recognize what employees want out of their work experience. And they're, they're open to change, which is of course, very energizing and um, exciting to see that kind of change in receptivity. You know, I'll give you a tangible example of one of my clients where they're actually using well-being as a quantifiable score that they are tracking over time. And they're implementing changes to, to build that into their business strategy. And five years ago, that would be highly unusual, <laughs> but based on where we are and based on how important well-being is, uh, I think we're starting to see these shifts where that's getting prioritized. I think that's a really positive thing mm -hmm. for the workforce. And I was wondering also a lot of your business and your work is based on these sort of group workshops, some interactivity, uh, team play. How has that changed and evolved, you know, in our Zoom focused world? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been a lot of reinventing. I know I miss traveling out to the hotel conference room to have a workshop. <laughs> Absolutely, my friend. Oh, no, those are great. And I, I do miss the energy of a room full of people. Um, it's undeniable. But I think what's exciting is technology is enabling us to, uh, in some ways, be even more inclusive. So I'll give you an example. Um, one of my clients has a Google sheet where ideas are filled in anonymously. And so there's no bias in terms of, oh, well, my boss said this, I'm going to agree with it. Really, the ideas are 
um, assessed in isolation and not with a, a personal attribution. And I think that's really powerful to bring more people to the table, to bring really the best ideas to the forefront, and then to also encourage more honesty, more, um, Hey, this isn't working for me. And let me tell you why. So I think there are a lot of great things that come out of this sort of environment where, uh, we can bring in different kinds of voices and mm -hmm. all get better. Well, and you know, diversity and inclusion is certainly at the front of a lot of our minds right now, but more than an HR issue, let's think of it as a creativity opportunity that if you're not bringing in those diverse voices and those, you know, inclusive thoughts, I, I love the idea of this kind of anonymity because then the, the old judgments, you know, it's like, well, they're a junior person or they came from this department or they came from this country or wherever, yes. all of a sudden that kind of goes down, doesn't it? That's exactly right. Yeah, it's really, it, it's a nice equalizer <laughs> for Zoom. And we're all reduced to these little boxes on our yeah, screen. Well, we couldn't know? be more equal now. <laughs> Everybody's right. got your two by two right there. That's right. I love that. Well, and the thinking of connections then, you know, are you looking to make any new connections as we're moving through 2022? What's ahead for you? What kind of people do you want to team up with? And who knows, they may be listening to the show. <laughs> I love to collaborate. So please do contact me. I respond to everyone. I just, one I, of the things- I proof of that people, <laughs> I reached out. She said, yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I think we get our best ideas when we, we open it up, when we connect with people who are different from us, who have different experiences. So again, you know, going back to the, the growth mindset and learning, um, I learn by connecting. And so any kind of social connection, uh, understanding what people are passionate about in their work lives, in their, in their hobbies. I, I'm, I'm a sponge. So, uh, I really do get a lot of energy from that. Fantastic. Well, where's the best place we can find you and connect with you and learn about your work? Yeah. Feel free to check me out on anjacoby.com on LinkedIn and Jacoby and also springstreetco.com. And that's where my creativity culture guide is. Well, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I, my creativity uh, has been elevated just in the last <laughs> few minutes. And Anne, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Mark. It was a blast. My guest has been Anne Jacoby. She's an entrepreneur, author, public speaker, and CEO of a great company called Spring Street Solutions. And she's dedicated to really elevating and cultivating that creativity at work. And as you can see, the, all the issues from home and family, bringing them to work only helps bring more ideas to the table. And the more we can bring all that uh, experience to work, the better, right, Anne? Absolutely. We'll come back again, listeners, next time. We'll continue our around-the-world journey. We've stamped our passport in L.A. today, but we'll continue our around-the-world journey. We've got guests lined up from all over Europe, South America, and even Asia. So we'll look for creative practitioners who can stimulate our creative thinking and help us unlock our world of creativity. We'll see you next time. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and thepeaceroom.love. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. 
You can get the book, A World of Creativity, for a special price of $5.98 for paperback. And the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to mark-stinson.com to take advantage of this special offer.